Welcome back to the Bosque County Blast. I'm Art Nevitalis. And I'm Cynthia Davis. Today on the show, we'll take a look at upcoming events in Clifton, the reopening of the Nellie Peterson Civic Library, and some Sunday fun in Meridian. We'll take a look at sports in the county, your local arrest report, and more. You're listening to the Bosque County Blast. For our lead story today, we'll take a look at a local business in Clifton that continues to serve animal owners across the county. I'm Kaki Nakotri. Kyle Nakotri. All right. So I am the owner and managing practitioner. I'm a veterinarian and we own the clinic together. We're married to each other. Nice. (laughs) I run the practice, so practice manager, just all the behind the scenes stuff, all the boring stuff, but has to get done to make things operate. So we bought the practice from Lloyd Hampy in September of 2015. So we just passed our fifth year anniversary not too long ago. I think Dr. Hampy, and I may have my numbers not exactly right, but I think he took it over in 1980, either 79 or 80. And then I bought it from him in 20, or we bought it from him in 2015. So yeah, quite a a long time So they purchased the business from Dr. Lloyd and Donna Hampy. They've kept a lot of the older veterinary equipment they found there as decoration and a nod to the practice in days past. You know, Dr. Hampy would tell stories about how different it was from his, you know, 35 years here in Clifton. Uh, He lived here longer, but practicing in Clifton that, you know, to start off with, it was mostly large animals and they would do all ambulatory work. In fact, they had a CB radio in the truck and they had a CB radio tower here at the clinic. And so when he was like leaving a call, he would radio into the clinic and they would tell him where to go next. And, um, you know, now we do a fair amount of ambulatory work, but the majority of what we do is in-house. Most people bring animals in, large animals, food animals, and then pets. Most people bring those in. Still, with the vast variety of livestock found in Bosque County, Dr. Kaki and Kyle are busy tending to animal ailments. In our five years here, we've modernized some medicine, modernized some of our equipment. Um, I think the biggest shift that we've had <laughs> has probably been this year. And the, I mean, everybody's 2020 has been a little strange, but pet sales and people owning pets has skyrocketed because it's something safe for you to do. So during the summer, well, really from March, summer started in March for everybody, right? From March till really pretty recently, we've been absolutely overwhelmed, like trying to keep up with business. The business also contributes back to the community, helping with BARC and other events. Through the business, there's plenty of stuff that we do through the business, right? So we work with BARC on a lot of their rescues and discount their surgeries and are helpful with that. We've worked with Bosque County Spay Neuter, and then there's another cat rescue, tender-footed friends that we help quite quite often as well. We do a lot of just local sponsorship stuff, like with the Clifton Athletic Booster Club, the, the county fair. You volunteer a lot of time and energy into the record book quiz and yeah. really helping the kids with that. Fair. Yeah, yeah. And then, you know, just on a, a personal note, I mean, there's one, you know, it's through the business, but also just personally, you know, we, we really are active in our church and, and trying to help just make, make Bossy County a better place. It's already really pretty awesome. It's like little Mayberry around here, but, um, you know, we're put on earth to make it better, so that's what we try to do. We try to shop local, just, you know, yeah. just, I mean, people at Ace Hardware know me by name. So I'm <laughs> always in there fixing stuff on this building and at the house. <laughs> so, as long as it doesn't have scales or feathers, the clinic acts as a pharmacy, hospital, and doctor's office. 
we see all kinds of stuff. So camels are really common. Um, we do a lot of alpacas, a lot of llamas, sugar gliders. We've seen the occasional hedgehog. There's no like, <laughs> I don't know that I can narrow it down to one. Um, I will say I don't do anything with scales. Terrified of birds. <laughs> um, if a veterinarian could be terrified of something, but I am, I'm terrified of birds. It, you know, a lot, like I have some PTSD from a goose incident a long time ago. So. <laughs> Our thanks to the couple for the scoop on animal health and a long-standing Clifton practice. Howdy, listeners. This is Steve Conrad at Clifton Feed in Clifton. Taking care of horse owners is a huge priority here at Clifton Feed. We offer a complete line of equine feeds from Purina. We have alfalfa, forage products from Red Chain and Stanley, and we carry oats and other grains from Boyce. Our coastal Bermuda hay is the greenest and cleanest in the whole county. Other items that we carry include pelleted and loose shavings, ropes, halters, and horse treats. Horse owners will also find dewormers, vaccines, liniments, and other grooming supplies, buckets, fly sprays, and even horseshoes. You can get anything you need for your horse at Clifton Feed, but our number one job is to help you match the correct horse feed to your horse's level of daily activity. The age of your horse is also a factor in choosing the right feed product. Does your horse just loaf in the pasture all day or, or do you ride him? Is your horse in a specific training program or is there a foal with your mare? What type of forage does the horse consume each day? All of these questions can be a factor in determining the right feed for your horse. Stop by Clifton Feed and let's visit about your horse. We have a product and a program to fit any budget. To the news desk. Almost as soon as the news spread of Lutheran Sunset Ministries reopening to friends and family, the center had to once again limit visitation. On September the 24th, the governor set out new guidelines for visitation in the nursing home and in assisted living. Previously to that, we could not have visitors at all except for end-of-life circumstances. So if a person was imminently dying, well, we could mm -hmm. allow the family to come in. But other than that, we could not allow visitors at all. The September 24th guidelines were relaxed uh, from, from, the, uh, from the absolutely no visitors to uh, what they call essential caregivers, to both the nursing home and to assisted living, the resident or their responsible party could designate two people to be essential caregivers. And those two people could visit the person in the nursing home or assisted living at any time based on our schedule that we could allow them to come in. That was President and CEO Rodney Reuter. So the nursing home has been had, had those visits set up like the following week and have been scheduling visits since about the 1st of October. In our assisted living, the rules are a little bit different, and the rules were a little different earlier on. Uh, the assisted living could do outside visits with a, you know, with a barrier. <clears throat> so we have uh, an outside area set up with like a construction fence, and so the residents on one side, the families on the other side, they have to wear uh, masks, during their visit, they can sit out on the on the porch and visit. Uh, the visitor is escorted from the front door to the residence room, 
And then when it's time to leave, they're escorted back from the residence room back out to the door so that they're not interacting with anyone else. Uh, we still can't have, you know, anybody who wants to come visit can't come visit except in assisted living on the outdoor visits. In the nursing home, we have to apply for a visitation designation in order to do the outside visits. In order to get that designation, your nursing home has to be COVID-free for two weeks and then you can apply uh, to get that visitation designation. Unfortunately, we currently have uh, COVID cases in our nursing home, so we would not uh, be eligible to do outdoor visits at this time. Here he is again explaining how much everyone has enjoyed the visits. In the nursing home with the central caregiver visits, we've had a lot of families take advantage of that. We've had others who don't want to go through the hassle of being tested, and all that, and they're happy to continue with window visits, uh, being content to do the outside visits. Now, as it gets colder, they may decide <laughs> they, they want to move inside and go through the hassle of getting tested and everything, but uh, so far there hasn't been a big demand for that in our Heckman Assisted Living. The pictures you saw, the outside bingo, that was at our Rainbow Retirement Community or our Independent Living. Those, those folks are more independent. They can get out. The retirement home has five different areas of care with residents in independent to assisted living facilities. Rules change depending on pre-existing conditions and what type of care patients receive. We had one COVID case in an employee in our Heckman assisted living uh, early on in July uh, and that's the only case we've had in our Heckman assisted living. And in the nursing home we had a case first part of July uh, had a little outbreak there that we had uh, multiple residents and staff tested positive for COVID. After about a month or six weeks, I guess about six weeks, uh, we were, had COVID, we were COVID free again. Of course, the rules weren't out yet so that we could have visitors that they were still, we're still under no visitation guidelines at that point. Mm-hmm. And then the first part of September, we had another COVID outbreak. So since the, since the more relaxed rules have been in place, we've had COVID cases and we haven't had a two-week period of no COVID to apply for that other, the outdoor visitation designation. So those with loved ones in the home can choose how they visit to keep their loved ones safe. Reuter said that COVID-19 cases rise in accordance with what's happening generally across the country. Thank you, Rodney. And visit LutheranSunset.org for more information. We spoke to Director Lewis Stansel of the Nellie Peterson Civic Library about reopening plans. Here's what he had to say. We're going to reopen on to the public on November the 2nd, and we've also changed our library hours, and we're going to operate from 9 a.m. to 4.30 p.m. daily, Monday through Friday. Of course, we're closed on Saturday and Sunday. Patrons will be required to wear face coverings, and they'll also be required to sanitize their hands as they enter the door. We will have a limited number of computers available, and we ask that children come in company by a parent that they're not in by themselves. Of course, if anybody has questions, they can call the library at 254-675-6495, or they can email me at uh, cliftonlib at cliftontexas.us. There are options available to many, including books, audiobooks, DVDs, and computers. Mostly it's just going to be come in and and browse and grab some books and go. 
So, you know, we, we do have a limited number of people who can enter the library at one time, which is about 10 people with the current mandates from the governor. And we do ask if you're sick uh, or think you're sick, you know, please don't come to the library. Call us and we can renew any materials that they have out over the phone so they don't have to make an appearance here at the library. Or they can drop materials in the uh, night drop box, which is located on the south side of the building. If we can still do curbside, you know, they can call us and we'll get it ready for them and put it out on our uh, curbside table, and they can pick it up at their convenience. Thanks, Lewis, and it's time to hit the books. Visit BarkRescue.org to see available animals at Bosky Animal Rescue Kennels. Consider fostering a dog today or supporting the organization by volunteering. Angela Smith of Clifton Main Street talked with us about the upcoming event at the Clifton City Park on Halloween. On Saturday, October 31st, Clifton Main Street will be hosting a trunk or treat drive through in Clifton City Park, and it will begin that Saturday night on Halloween at 6 p.m. There will be one entrance at the Stone Pillars on 2nd Street as you first enter into City Park off of Riverside Drive, and you'll enter there, and there will be folks set up in booths like a trunk or treat with vehicles and booths and things to hand out candy to those that are driving through. And it'll be one way, and it'll feed through City Park. The exit will be at Riverside Drive, and that way folks can either take Riverside Drive up to Highway 6 that way, or they can just come back up Riverside Drive, go to the downtown area. And there should be plenty of costumes this year. We really wish that we could do this like we always do in downtown and have the kids and see the kids in their costumes and enjoy, you know, just being in our beautiful historic downtown. But we want to make sure that we keep everyone safe and everybody feels comfortable in coming out, that the kids still get their candy, you know, and we we still get to celebrate Halloween. She had this to say about the drive-thru event and the opportunity to continue trick-or-treat with Main Street despite the COVID-19 safety guidelines. A lot of the folks that get up typically will be in costume. Not everyone has to be, of course, but a lot of folks that enjoy this event just really like getting dressed up and and uh, participating as well. Hopefully we'll be back to normal next year and be back down in historic downtown. Thanks, Angela, and get down to the park for some spooky treats on Saturday. Look out for trick-or-treat off the street at Uncle Gus Marina and Resort this Saturday as well. Parents are encouraged to bring their little ones and enjoy the evening. The event begins at 5.30 p.m. and continues until 9. All 31 cabins have been sponsored by local businesses to ensure safety. Call 254-622-2276 for questions. Folks, I want to take a minute and talk about a little gem that sits on the shores of Lake Whitney. In case you haven't been in a while, there have been a lot of great changes happening at Uncle Gus Marina and Resort, and it is beautiful as ever. The resort has gone through some pretty extensive upgrades over the past few years with boat rentals, RV sites, and cabins. The on-site restaurant, the Galley Grill, is gathering quite the following, all on its own. If you happen to be around Friday and Saturday, the Kona Ice Truck is there all day. Uncle Gus has its own boating club and boat slips available for lease. As always, the crappie dock is ready for anglers to land the next big one. Last year, a cove full of boats and people lining the shores came out to see a huge fireworks display. This year, Uncle Gus's second annual 4th of July fireworks extravaganza starts at dark. This show will light up the sky and everyone is welcome to attend. 
for more information, give them a call at 254-622-2276. And hey, if you want to keep up with current events, give them a like on Facebook. Look up hashtag the place to be on Lake Whitney on social media for more. Check out the Bait Shack, the only live bait shop on the water. The lake is full of fish, ready to be caught. The Valley Mills Chamber of Commerce recently announced trick-or-treat plans for Halloween this Saturday. The painted bunting, the foundry, First Baptist Church, BB's Back Porch, Optic Clear, Waco, the City of Valley Mills, and more are expected to participate in this. Stop by downtown Valley Mills for some candy and fun. The annual turkey dinner hosted by the Clifton Civic Improvement Society will continue this year. Tickets are available at the Nellie Peterson Civic Library located at 406 Live Oak Street in Clifton. The dinner is for takeout only this year due to COVID-19, while plates cost $10 each. The meal is scheduled for Thursday, November 5, 2020, from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. at the Clifton Civic Center, located at 403 West 3rd Street. Proceeds for the dinner benefit scholarships and civic projects in town. Organizers asked the public to reserve tickets by calling 254-675-6495. The library is open Monday through Thursday, 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. The Corner Drug Cafe will offer its own Thanksgiving dinner this year. The public is invited to join in the meal held on Thanksgiving Day and donations will be accepted. Most patrons will have to utilize the drive through though some socially distanced seating will be available inside the cafe. According to organizers, there may be a giant turkey involved. And don't forget, the Screen Door Inn is still offering the workation special. By staying Monday through Wednesday, get Thursday free. You can call at 254-675-STAY for more information. Plan your workation at the Screen Door Inn. But first, what is a workcation? My vision of a workcation is you doing whatever business you are in, the fact that you are able to do it in a different location. For a quaint bed and breakfast, the Screen Door Inn is located in historic downtown Clifton. Comfort and convenience are combined for elevated rustic charm in a century-old building. Private rooms are available with fully connected work areas, each with a unique twist on Bosque County and Texas history. Enjoy a taste from the Corner Drug Cafe for breakfast and head to Olaf's for some live music and dinner across the street. Or take a break from work. Visit Lake Whitney, the Bosque River, and Meridian State Park. For downtown shopping, visit the Bosque Emporium or the Clifton Antique Mall and so much more. Visit at Screen Door Inn on Facebook or stop by ScreenDoorInn.com for more of what this gem has to offer. The Santa's Angels Toy Run, now in its 28th year, will be held November 22nd. The event is sponsored by the Bosque County Child Welfare Board, beginning at 10 a.m. in McGregor and continuing on FM 317 to Valley Mills. From there, riders will take State Highway 6 and head straight to the Meridian Civic Center. The Chili Gang of Meridian will provide a hot chili lunch. Toys go to directly benefit Bosque County youth in need and those in foster care. For more information or to contribute toys, call Kay Davalos at 254-723-0723.
The Bosque Museum is set to reopen Thursday, November 5th, with an updated horn exhibit. Follow at Bosque Museum on Facebook for more information and updates. The Texas A&M AgriLife Extension Office provided us with some Halloween safety tips for parents. Be sure to go to our website, bosquecountyblast.com, to get the full list and help keep all the kids safe through this holiday. talk to Leah Blanton about Pet-tober at Clifton Feed and Service and what that means for the public. Okay, so we're going to have Pet-tober this whole month of October. You can bring your pet in. We'll have a photo prop booth that you can bring your pet dressed up in a costume. We don't supply the costumes, but you can dress your pet up, bring it in. You can take a picture with your pet or your pet alone, and we will post it on the Clifton Feed and Service Facebook page. We'll have a contest on whoever gets the most likes will win a grand prize of whatever species the pet is. So those that pose their pets on the hay bales are invited to send in pictures of the photo shoot to at Clifton Feed and Service on Facebook. Expect to see your pet on their page with a winner and prizes to be awarded at the end as well. The event continues through Halloween in front of the store. Stop by at 203 East 5th Street in Clifton and give at Clifton Feed a like on Facebook for videos and more. Moving to your local arrest report. The Clifton Police Department detained a 59-year-old Valley Mills woman Saturday, October 17th. Brenda Goodwin was charged with public intoxication. The Bosque County Sheriff's Office arrested a 47-year-old Iredell woman Sunday, October 18th. Lucinda Lyon was charged with criminal trespassing. The Clifton Police Department placed a 46-year-old Valley Mills man into custody Sunday, October 18th. Brandon Scott was charged with possession of a controlled substance penalty group 1 between 4 and 200 grams. The Bosque County Sheriff's Office arrested 25-year-old Morgan Mann Sunday, October 18th. Edward Maddox was charged with assault causes bodily injury against a family member. Bosque County authorities detained a 29-year-old Walnut Springs man Monday, October 19th. Eliezer Monroy Canedo was charged with public intoxication. Law enforcement agents with the Bosque County Sheriff's Office arrested an 18-year-old woman Monday, October 19th. Kelsey Bullard was charged with possession of marijuana under two ounces. The Bosque County Sheriff's Office detained a 31-year-old Clifton woman Tuesday, October 20th. Courtney Covington was charged with assault causes bodily injury to a family member. Authorities with the Bosque County Sheriff's Office arrested a 38-year-old Laguna Park woman Tuesday, October 20th. Anna Ivey was charged with theft of a service between $100 and $750. The Clifton Police Department arrested a 45-year-old Clifton woman Wednesday, October 21st. Kana Ravino was charged with property theft between $100 and $750. Clifton Police detained a 59-year-old Valley Mills woman Thursday, October 22nd. Brenda Goodwin was charged with driving while intoxicated. The Bosque County Sheriff's Office arrested an 18-year-old Valley Mills man Thursday, October 22nd. Tyler McCain was charged with indecency with a child sexual contact. The Department of Public Safety detained a 28-year-old Houston man Thursday, October 22nd. 
Corey Voss was charged with possession of a controlled substance penalty group 2 under 1 gram in a drug-free zone, unlawful possession of a firearm by a felon, and possession of marijuana under 2 ounces. State troopers also arrested a 30-year-old Houston man in the same instance. Donald McCauley was charged with theft of property, possession of a controlled substance penalty group 2 under 1 gram in a drug-free zone, possession of marijuana under 2 ounces, and unlawfully carrying a weapon in a drug-free zone. He was also charged with failure to identify fugitive from justice. A computer check revealed that McCauley was also wanted on unauthorized use of a motor vehicle charges out of Harris County. The Bosque County Sheriff's Office arrested a 44-year-old Fort Worth man Thursday, October 22nd. Charles Harley was charged with engaging in organized criminal activity. Play Stacks is your pro guide for Lake Whitney. Having grown up fishing the lake, he knows the water is like the back of his hand. My name's Clay Stacks. I'm Clay's guide service. I work out of Uncle Gus's marina. I'm on the pro staff here. I'm mainly a striper guy, but I also run blue cat trips in the wintertime. From striper fishing to blue catfish to everything in between, Clay has you covered. Don't have a boat? Don't know how to clean a fish? Don't have a problem? I got a 24-foot Blazer Bay boat, brand new boat. Fish six people, real comfortable. I've been a full-time guide for four years. I've been fishing this lake for 25 years. I've actually been fishing this lake my whole life. My dad used to bring me fishing here when I was a kid. I've been fishing here a long time. Learned from some of the best guides on the lake. I just have a passion for fishing. Yeah. I fish on my days off, so I love what I do. This is a one-stop shop right here at Uncle Gus's. You can come and hire the best guides on the lake. You can get the best accommodations, the best food. It's all right here. You can bring your own boat. You can fish with a guide one day and then take your boat out the next day. You can stay right here and do it all. It's the perfect place. Give them a call at 254-485-1271 or shoot them a text. For more news and some of the biggest catches around, visit claysguideservice.org. Looking at football action across Bosque County last week. The Meridian Yellow Jackets lost to Heiko last Thursday, final score 17 zip. Head coach Wade Morton noted via at Jacket Sting on Facebook that he was proud of the team's efforts facing a skilled opponent. Citing health concerns amongst football players, the Itasca Wampus Cats forfeited against Valley Mills last week. Iredale also forfeited against Walnut Springs and Copperell against Morgan. Coming up this week, Clifton will play Franklin at home at 7.30 p.m. Friday. Meridian will play Santo at Yellow Jacket Stadium. We talked to head volleyball coach Megan Styron of the Meridian Lady Yellow Jackets about the rest of the season heading into district play. Here's what she had to say about a recent win. It's been really good. We actually got our first win last week, I believe it was, against three-way. It was a hard-fought game. We went to five sets and won 15-13 to 13 in the last set. It was just really awesome feeling for all the girls that all their hard work had finally kind of paid off. And it was also our pink out game. I was just really proud of the girls for all the work they also put into that. They had the idea to 
auction off the pink volleyball that we used during the game, and we raised some money to donate right back to the National Breast Cancer Foundation. There's just an overall really great night, and I was just very proud of them in all aspects. Um, but it was just really awesome to see all the hard work we've been putting in um, to kind of see it, uh, you know, uh, get a win finally. So the girls were really excited. I was really excited, and it's just great to see the future of this program. We won the first two, and then they came back in the in the second two. They weren't ready to give it up. I was just proud of the girls for not letting that defeat them and for fighting all the way through. She's proud of how the team has come together over the course of this season, the first volleyball group in decades at Meridian. Closest game would probably be Bluffdale, who we play tomorrow. We didn't win any sets against them, but they were all pretty close, I think 20 to 25. We definitely can compete with them. We played against Toller. That was our senior night this past Tuesday. And, you know, Toller's our number one in the district. I know it's always going to be a hard battle, but I was proud of them for their second set. We actually were hanging in there with them for a while, looking like a volleyball team. And I think that helped, again, just with their confidence and letting them know that they can do this and they can hang with some of the best, um, even if our scores may not show it all the time. There's still some good moments that we've seen in those harder games. They're finishing this season out strong. I'm just very proud of the seniors. Like I said, it was our senior night this past Tuesday. To jump into a brand new sport their last year can be kind of daunting. I know it's going to be hard for them to walk away after getting probably attached to it now, Um, but they really stepped it up and uh, led our team this year, and I'm just proud of the progress that they have made and the leadership that they've had on our team. I'm just excited to see what they do in other sports throughout the year and what they do in their futures. And here's a look at UIL volleyball playoffs to come. So we're playing Crawford, which is daunting in itself, but that's who we got matched with. So on Thursday, October 29th, we will play Crawford at 6 p.m., at Valley Mills, our first playoff game in this in this new program. So the girls are excited. I'm excited for them to just go out strong and um, to fight and, you know, wrap this season up nicely. And so we're looking forward to that. Hopefully we can have a pretty big crowd there to cheer them on, help them out. It's going to be a good experience all around. So we're excited for that and looking forward to that. It's just crazy how fast it's gone. I feel like I was just talking to you about the beginning of the season. And here we are. Thanks, Coach, and we look forward to the district matches. Well, Ramona's got a keen sense of humor. She's got a tattoo on her arm. For our final story today, we'll head to the John A. Lomax Amphitheater in Meridian. Larry Davis and Mark McMahon helped get the event going as the B&B band while the crowd enjoyed the music. And that stands for Blues and Ballads. Dee's Delights Confectionery and Rockin' KC Barbecue also attended the event. Right now we have our mini jalapeno cheesy loaves, our a full-size jalapeno cheesy loaf, mini cinnamon swirl, a full-size cinnamon swirl, apple fritter mini loaves, cranberry orange mini loaves, butter pecan cupcakes, uh, chocolate biscottis, classic biscottis, uh, pecan pies, a single cherry pie left, um, butterfinger bites, and chocolate and vanilla swirl coffee cake, as well as pumpkin swirl muffins, 
and Butterfinger Bites. Dang, this is a <laughs> cow. Can I have your names, please? I'm Kelly Purcell with Rockin' KNC Barbecue. Me and my sister, Chris Shipman Garza, owns it. This is Judy Parton, and Casey Woosley's back there, but she's a little shy. <laughs> but uh, just out here trying to enjoy a Sunday afternoon. Yeah. Got a little crowd going, and we sure are enjoying it. Everybody just kind of said we really needed to use this little amphitheater they built. So it happened and here we are. We're gonna do it some in November, we hope, a couple of Sundays there, and then we hope to have some Sundays that are pretty enough to do it in December. And old St. Nick, old Santa Claus says he sure might show up. Have some Christmas music here and get some spirit up in this town. That's what we wanna do. We're gonna do some holiday menus. We have a Thanksgiving menu from Rockin' KNC to order for Thanksgiving week. We'll do it for Christmas. We're gonna add some things on the trailer, kind of special. We did an apple crisp today that was a homemade. It was really good. It was sold out just like that. And y'all are uh, local here out of Meridian. Correct? We are. Yeah. We are. We we all grew up right here. Larry Davis was actually my English teacher when I was in school. <laughs> so might be dating myself and dating him a little bit because I'm not a spring chicken anymore. It's been a blast, and we're blessed to be here in this community, in this town, in this county. The small crowd that gathered in the early afternoon enjoyed the entertainment and company. Come out on Sunday as the group gathering plans to continue. That's just how it is. Stuck here in this place. And that's it for the Bosque County Blast. Join us online and on social media for more news, video segments, and our big Bosque County business directory. We're at bosquecountyblast.com. I'm Art Devitalis. And I'm Cynthia Davis. Thank you for listening. These dreams.